Um, our final guest on the Irish NFL show, Super Bowl preview special before we all hit LA for the weekend, is a guy I'm sure you're all aware who he is. Just from seeing this broadcast, he's a former NFL kicker who played in the league for over the course of 15 years, including seven teams such as the Falcons, the Giants. We've seen him most recently on the sideline working as an analyst for CBS. Uh, we're delighted uh, for his debut to welcome him into uh, the Irish NFL show. The first guy, I think, from CBS Sports NFL anyway, Jeff Feely. Jeff. A very, very warm welcome to you. Well, I, I am an Irishman, you know, Feely. It was O'Feely before they, they dropped the O and changed it to Feely back in the day. But, uh, you know, my family's from over there in Ireland. So uh, it's it's apropos that I come on with you guys. You literally just took the first question out of it. Cause, so we always <laughs> ask everybody of the any Irish heritage, are you aware of where in Ireland or just, just Ireland? Or? Yeah, Galway. That, that's, where Galway. that's where most of them are from. Yeah, happy days. <laughs> and and I the the bad thing is I haven't been over there, uh, you know. And I, I really want to. I've got uh, I had a couple of trips planned over the last few years, and uh, because of COVID and whatnot, they got canceled. And I was supposed to take my son when he turned uh, eighteen. I was going to take him over there for his graduation. The two of us were going to do a two week trip and play golf all over Ireland. Uh, but unfortunately it hasn't happened. My wife has been there, which sucks because she's from Finland. She's not even Irish, so <laughs> she got there before I did. So it's not that long ago uh, that you were playing, but the kicking position, it's still evolved a bit over time. I mean, obviously, a number of these games are going to come down to field goals kicked by kickers to win the playoff games. We've seen it already this postseason. How do you feel it's evolved even since you left the league, which as I said, know, isn't that long ago? I'm not trying to age you here, man. <laughs> it, it, it is so much different and so much better. Um, you go back to my rookie year. I started playing in 2000, and if you were – you know, 80% in your career or 80% each year, then you were going to keep your job. You were going to stay employed. You were kind of middle of the road. You weren't the best, but you weren't the worst and you could stay employed. Now, if you're, you know, 85%, they're talking about moving on and getting rid of you. You know, that's a bad year, you know? And so it's getting, you know, so much better incrementally year after year. I think kickers are getting stronger. Their bodies are getting better. They're doing a better job training themselves. You're starting at an earlier age. Uh, learning the right technique. You know, I was still in college trying to figure out my technique where, you know, guys now, like my son started as a freshman in high school and he knew the technique already that he wanted to have and, and that he was taught. And um, I think that's a huge advantage. Jay, as a Giants, as a Giants fan, I always think back to a, a walk-off victory against the Broncos where Eli, <laughs> in one of, one of Eli's very early days in terms of leading the team down the field, you kicked that winning point. And the game a couple of weeks ago in which you were covering for CBS where the, the Bills and the Chiefs and what it looked like a walk-off victory for the Bills only to go the other way with the 13 seconds ago. What was it like to cover that game? And I know you were on the broadcast saying what what part of the field they needed to get to. Were you, were you shocked at how it turned out? Well, that game was the best NFL game, I believe, in history. Uh, certainly the best NFL game I've ever watched. And it's the only game where I was, I was working the game and, and on the sidelines, I'm yelling like a fan. Like I'm, I'm like, Holy crap. Did you see that? I mean, are you kidding me? Did they make that play? Random dudes were high fiving. you know I mean? I'm not rooting for one team or the other, but it was just unbelievable play after unbelievable play. And it was just so fun to be, I'm like, literally like I get paid to be on the sidelines for this game. Like, this is pretty cool. <laughs> Absolutely. And I have to say, and I'm going to publicly say this, I personally, Jay, love the CBS coverage more than 
any other broadcaster at the minute i mean yourself obviously uh jim and, and tony and, and and everybody it's just i'm really gonna miss that cbs theme tune for, for the next six or seven months but uh this sunday we've got uh two of the younger generation head coaches going up against each other obviously zach taylor worked uh worked together with sean McVay a few years ago mm-hmm. with your long career was there maybe a head coach that you had great admiration for one that you can maybe talk about now so for example you know rex ryan a guy uh, <laughs> a, a very memorable guy I, I, do you have any moments that uh, you cherish from that well rex is, was crazy uh, you never knew what Rex was going to do every day. I mean, he did all kinds of things that, that I can't tell you about on, on a public po- podcast, you know, on a show, uh, you know, but he, he made it fun to come to work every day because you didn't know what Rex was going to do. And if you had a strong locker room like we did, it worked. You know, we went to two AFC championships in, in Rex's first two years and because we could police the locker room ourselves and we had discipline. And when they started getting rid of, rid of some of those leaders, it's when it fell apart quickly with Rex. But, you know, the, I remember a day like two guys got in a fight and they're yelling at each other. And, and one's a, this big Samoan dude. And he was an offensive lineman with a, with a bad temper. And one was a, a defensive back. He was like 200 pounds. And, and Rex went up to the defensive back and he's like, hey, listen, uh, go into the locker room. You can have the rest of the day off. You don't have to go to meetings. I just want to make sure that you're not in the facility when we finish practice and this guy comes in because I think he's going to kill you, you know? And so you have the day off. Like, you can leave, take the day off. Don't worry about it. Just don't be there when we get done with practice. Uh, you know, Rex was funny like that. You know, he would do all kinds of stuff and and keep everybody on their toes. And we had guest kicker every Friday where guys could sign up, uh, you know, offensive linemen, running backs, quarterbacks. And one guy would get picked and, and they would be the kicker and during field goal period. And everybody else would bet on whether or not he would make an extra point. And then you could kind of keep going back. He could go back as far as, as he wanted. Everybody's betting on every kick. And, you know, it's funny to watch some of these guys who are the best in the world, you know, these, these high-level athletes that couldn't kick a ball at all. You know, and it, and it kind of made me feel good. I just sit back and kind of chuckle a little bit. And and he goes, all right, you guys think my job's so easy. Like, let's see you come out here and try to kick an extra point. Um, you know, there's a guy, Dan Reeves, who just passed away. I love Dan. Dan was like a grandfather to me and uh, very close. They, the family actually asked me to come speak at his funeral, which was a distinct honor. And, you know, I, I was more nervous getting ready and speaking at his funeral than I was broadcasting, you know, the Super Bowl to hundreds of millions of people. Um, because when it's something like that, you want to say the right words, you want to strike the right tone. You, you know, you kind of want to have a, a little bit of levity and then tell some funny stories, but you want to make sure that you're honoring the man. And, um, you know, for me, he, he was just a great guy and a great coach and did things the right way and treated people the right way. And, um, you know, it was certainly an honor. He brought me into the NFL, gave me my first chance and, and certainly gave me a lot of confidence in myself. Yeah, Dan, Dan Reeves, obviously, over 200 wins. The, the, one of the rare people to lead two different teams to a Super Bowl. Yeah, he well. should have been so in the Hall of Fame. It's, it's a shame he didn't get in it before he passed away. Absolutely, absolutely. But, um, Jay, I'm, I'm curious. You played for a number of teams, obviously. Um, you know, officially seven, but I think in Kansas <laughs> you were there for a day. So you might tell us that in a second. It was like – it was like a layover, you know, I had a layover. Yeah. So might as well go kick for a day for the Chiefs and, and then get on my flight and fly home the next day. <laughs> um, but I'm curious, from a player's mentality, I mean, you weren't fortunate enough to play in a Super Bowl during your particular career. However, there are a number of senior 
veteran players here that are going to be playing their first ever Super Bowl. And people are obviously talking about Matt Stafford and the time using the Lions. But the story for me that resonates so strongly is Andrew Whitworth. I mean, mm-hmm. a long-standing tackle, a long-standing great offensive lineman. Now he's not with the Bengals who we played with for so long. He's on yeah. the other side of the field. The irony. <laughs> it's so ironic. But, I mean, do you think it's it's harder for those veteran guys that have know this comes around so rarely? Are they more likely sometimes to be overwhelmed by this than the rookies who or the younger players who just don't know any better? Yeah, you know, you look at the Bengals kicker, Evan McPherson. I kind of talked about it last week. Like, he doesn't know what he doesn't know yet. He's just out there having fun, and he doesn't have any of those mental battle scars yet, you know. And he hasn't he hasn't chunked one in the water, and then he comes back, and he's got to, you know, try and hit that shot again. You think about, like, Rory McIlroy, you know, when he goes back and plays at Augusta, and he, you know, he's got to make the turn and go to the back nine, and he knows – you know, in the back of his mind, like I threw away a master's championship here on this back nine. When you're so young, you don't have those battle scars and, and you just go out there and you just have fun playing when, when you play it as long as, as Witt has, and he's as good a guy and as a good a player as there is in the NFL. And, and just, I want him to, I want the Rams to win because of guys like him and their special teams coach, the guy named Joe D. Camillus, who, who brought me into the NFL with Dan Reeves in Atlanta. And then I played my last year in the NFL with him in Chicago. And he's been in a number of Super Bowls with two different teams, Denver and Atlanta, but he hasn't won one yet, you know? And so I hope they win for a guy like that. And, you know, when you get to my age and you have the relationships that you do all around the league with players and coaches and owners and GMs, you begin to, people always ask me, what's your favorite team? And, and really for me, it's, I root for the guys that I know. You know, the guys that I have relationships with that I'm friends with and um, that I that I like, um, you know, the, the the good thing is both of these these staffs, Zach Taylor and Lou Anarumo is defensive coordinator. And you go on the other side with Sean McVay and, um, you know, the, the staff that he has, um, you know, Kevin O'Connell was a good teammate of mine, guy that I really liked when I was with the Jets, thrilled that he got or, or supposedly got a head coaching job here with the Vikings and. Um, you just kind of root for those kind of guys, you know, and so the staffs, as I look at this game, both the staffs, you know, are guys that I can root for very easily. Um, you know, and there's, there's certainly a number of players, like you mentioned, like Witt and Stafford and some of those guys that have played a long time that finally are getting that opportunity. Jay, last April, we did a six hour broadcast to our Irish <laughs> UK and European viewers on the draft. And one of the early selections, which caught us all by surprise was the fact that the Bengals went away from Penny Sewell and went to Jamar yeah. Chase. And that offensive line, despite all the frailties this season, is in the Super Bowl, denied sacks against the Titans. Is that a big concern leading into this game for the Bengals? Yeah, I think I think the Rams win big, and I think it's because of that offensive line. Um, the, the defensive line, it's such a bad matchup for them. You know, with the strength that this Rams team has on the defensive line and Aaron Donald and Von Miller on the outside, and they got so many different players that they can bring in that you, you just figure that, Cincinnati knows going into this game that they have to get the ball out quick. You know, that, that Rams defensive line is just so deep. And you just figure that, that Cincinnati is going to have to, be, to get the ball out quick. They're going to have to take short drops, throw the ball quickly, which doesn't allow them to go down the field and really test that secondary, the Rams, like they'd like to, because I figure they're going to be so, so scared of having Joe Burrow take seven-step drops and stand in the pocket you know, so you're going to get the ball a quick, but that allows the Rams to play tight coverage to have Jalen Ramsey say on Jamar Chase and and not allow him to get off the line of scrimmage. And so I think it's going to make it very difficult on Joe Burrow in that offense. 
Jay, like all of us, we're desperately looking forward to Sunday. Can't come soon enough and can't wait to see it. Um, to be honest, love hearing you and seeing you on CBS. Um, there's so many other stories we could go into you with you about Bill Parcells, <laughs> about scoring 25 points against the Denver Broncos that someone on this, whole, this show actually supports. But we might cover them another time with you. In the moment, thanks so much for ever so much and for your time in what is a really busy week, we know. Uh, appreciate you having you on the Irish NFL show and obviously enjoy the game on Sunday. Boys, have a great time in LA and you better represent Ireland well over there. <laughs> yes, sir. Thanks, Jeff. Cheers. All man. right, take care, guys. Thanks, Jay.